Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Thursday, December 30th. I'm Aaron Matus. The Toledo Blades' Kyle Rowland chats with D1 Tickers' Brian Fisher on the latest at Toledo in the Rockets' AD search. Rowland says UT hopes to name the next AD by mid-February, with outgoing athletic director Mike O'Brien set to exit in April. On what the Rockets need in their next AD. Number one, I think it needs to be someone who is an unbelievable fundraiser. Roland on the first priority for the next AD. Overall, I think the athletic programs are pretty good, but you've got contract issues with the football and men's basketball coaches where they want clarity. They want an extension of some sort. They want to know what's going on with their jobs. Eventually, that can hamper recruiting. So I think men's basketball and football are the second whoever they hire gets in office Those need to be addressed and something needs to happen. More, including candidates and key players in the link in your D1 ticker email. Penn State AD Sandy Barber on her contract, which runs through August 2023. Obviously, those will be conversations that our new president and I will have. Certainly, from my perspective, I love Penn State. I love what I'm doing. As long as my health is good and I'm having fun, I certainly see that in my future. Obviously, Penn State and President Dr. Neely Bendapudi will make their decision as well. On football head coach James Franklin's decade-long deal, if you look at the body of work, you look at what we've seen from James as it relates to who he is, what his values are, what his fit is for us, how he's developed student-athletes, he's our guy. Penn State is a place where we feel very comfortable with leadership over long, sustained periods of time couple of quick COVID impact updates per CBS's Matt Norlander. Over 100 men's basketball teams have gone on pause this month. The SWAC updates its COVID protocols. If a team is unable to compete due to COVID-19 related issues, the game will be counted as a forfeit for the purpose of the conference standings, resulting in a loss for the team that caused the cancellation and a win for the opposing team. If two opponents are unable to compete due to COVID-19 issues, both teams shall be deemed to have forfeited and each team will be charged with a loss. Institutions at their discretion can work with each other and the conference office to reschedule the conference contest. Mount St. Mary's play-by-play announcer Adam Pohl points out that of the 32 hoops games canceled or postponed last night, the Mount was the only team forced to forfeit due to the NEC's forfeiture policy. Stadium's Jeff Goodman joined me for a conversation on D1 Ticker and Collegiate Sports Connect. We took a look at the state of college hoops right now, given the number of programs and games impacted by COVID. Goodman calls for the NCAA to take some leadership where they can, such as minimum thresholds for competition, and make SVP of basketball Dan Gavitt the SAR of college basketball. Give him the autonomy. Give him the power to be able to actually enact change within college basketball. More, including predictions for the 2022 tournament without a bubble on Connect, where you can sign up for free. In our conversation, Goodman teased the fact that he polled over 125 head coaches for a Mark Emmert confidence rating on a scale of 1 to 10. He has since tweeted those results with the average score being 2.3 and 22 head coaches giving the NCAA president a zero. On the realignment front, her reports, Marshall, Southern Miss, 
Old Dominion and James Madison will join the Sun Belt in July of 2022. Just how fast did conference realignment move? Jacksonville State AD Greg Seitz notes, the move to FBS and Conference USA came together in 10 days, noting he received a call from a consultant on a Wednesday and announced the move to Conference USA the following Friday. On the facilities front, JSU will begin work on a new football ops building as part of Burgess Snow Field soon, with an expected open date in fall 2023. Cincinnati Athletic Director John Cunningham sits down with Sportico's Sportacast ahead of tomorrow's college football playoff semifinal. On combating COVID and the Omicron variant, Cunningham notes the Bearcats are fully vaccinated and eligible student-athletes have been boosted and reinforced more strict masking with N95s. Given the success of the football program, the Bearcats sold out all but one game this season and have a waiting list for next year's tickets for the first time in school history. Cunningham notes a future expansion of 40,000-seat Nippert Stadium could come down the line. I think a lot of schools have made a mistake of expanding their stadiums too much and you want demand. Demand is always important, and that's certainly something that we have right now. So we're going to operate on a waiting list for a few years, and I think we'll be happy with that. And down the road, we'll look to see what else we can do. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus, and this has been the Evening Standard of your D1 TN5 for Thursday, December 30th. Thanks for listening. We'll update again in the morning.